If you own the story, then you get to write the ending. An enticing quote there from Brené Brown. This is Walking Your Talk, a personal development podcast about leadership, authenticity and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor, and I've spent my life working with leaders in organizations on how to change their culture. But this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks your talk at work and beyond, then this podcast is for you. This is the beginning of a series on empowerment. And I chose this topic as I do every topic because I have several clients I'm working with whose organizations are striving to embed empowerment in their culture. But something happened different this time as I was going about doing this. And something I perhaps haven't shared with all of you is that I'm on a bit of a personal journey with this too as I go through each of these topics and really think about what does this mean for me? So this time I did what I often do, which is to look up in a dictionary to see what the word empowerment actually means. And as I did so, I found this outrage welling up inside of me when I looked at the definition. And I realized that I think I've been and many organizations have been thinking about empowerment in the wrong way. And many of us as individuals have, in a sense, given our power away to the very concept of empowerment. So let me read you the definition of empowerment from the Merriam-Webster dictionary, and I'll show you what I mean. So the definition of empowerment, to empower, means to give someone the power or the authority to do something, to make someone stronger and more in control. And empowerment is the granting of a power or a right or an authority to perform various acts and duties. It's a mandate or a license to act. So where did my outrage come from? You know, it came from the belief that I hold really deeply that only I can give myself the power and the authority to do something. That it's me, that the right to be the mandate to exist to the fullest level that I can, to show up, to make something happen, to make my life work, only occurs when that feeling of empowerment actually wells up inside of me and not when some other power, my boss or head office or my clients or the government or, or my relationship or people that I know, not when somebody else grants me this empowerment. It's like that is a disempowering concept, I realized, because even in that very act, it suggests that I can only feel empowered in relation to someone else who is granting me that. And I don't believe that. So right now in organizations, we have many leaders, and I know many leaders, who are looking and can see rationally that what needs to happen is more empowerment that it really does matter, that it makes faster decisions and agility and customer centricity and more innovation, that when people are able to take ownership and be prepared to be responsible and make decisions on their own and not feel that they have to wait for someone else to tell them what to do, that leads to all sorts of benefits for an organization. 
And at the same time, we have many people working for organizations, both big and small, who feel frustrated and who feel disengaged because their job doesn't give them the resources and the power to make decisions. And they don't feel recognized and they feel micromanaged and they feel like it's all about the numbers. And then they lose or we lose heart and we start to doubt ourselves and we start to feel fearful and we start to take less risks and we play safer and we don't challenge. So we're caught in a kind of loop here between leaders who feel that they have a responsibility to empower others and all of us who are waiting for someone to give us that power, which in fact, I think, lies inside of ourselves. So how do we break that cycle? And that's what this series is going to be about. My experience is that 80% I'm saying 80%, you know, something like that of empowerment actually starts to happen in someone's life, comes from that inner work. It comes from changing the patterns of thinking that I as an individual have that make me feel disempowered. Even though I will project that onto other people, even though I will blame other people and I'll say it's because so-and-so doesn't allow me and it's because whenever they... I come into contact with them and I feel disempowered and I can't do things. But in the end, when it gets down to it, 80% of what I have seen causes transformation in people where they start to really step up to that ownership, which is being and feeling empowered. 80% comes from people doing work on themselves that changes that pattern in them. And then 20%, I think, comes from the role that another person has in creating an environment where that act of empowerment from an individual, of self-empowerment, is more likely to happen. So you can create the conditions which make it easier for somebody to pick up. You can, you know, there's the encouragement, there is the recognition, there is the sense of psychological safety, there is uh, actually giving people the opportunity to explore these sort of things for themselves, you know, providing the training programs for them to do it, whatever it happens to be. So there is a role in an organizational sense and in a society sense. I think the same is true for government. There is a role where it is possible to create that environment. But I want to talk today, and I want to talk in the next two episodes, not about that role. We'll cover that later on in the series. I want to start by talking about what that role of empowerment means for us and what it takes to actually claim and reclaim that sense of power inside of oneself. So it starts with me. It starts with you wherever you sit inside of the ecosystem. And I have found people who are CEOs who feel powerless in relation to their boards. I've heard customers say that they feel powerless in relation to suppliers, and suppliers feel powerless in relation to their clients. Middle management feel powerless sometimes in relation to their boss, or region will feel powerless in relation to head office. All of us whoever we are, have parts of our life at work, but also beyond work, where we don't feel empowered, where we don't feel like we have that mandate or that license to act, and where we start to feel passive 
we start to give up. I had a very powerful experience of this myself a few years ago when I broke my ankle quite badly and I ended up in a public ward of a hospital in a country which wasn't my own for several days. And as I lay there, I could feel my power fading away. Now, I'm normally somebody who is quite good at complaining when I don't get what I want. You know, some would say that I would be bossy in that kind of way that an English person can be, you know, come in and say, this is how it ought to be. But there was something about that hospital system and about being in pain and about lying there and the operation got delayed and delayed because there were more important things that kept coming in above us and they kept coming to say each day, no, no, you're not going to do it today. And, you know, I was probably on some kind of painkiller and gradually I found myself becoming how I felt that they wanted me to be, which was passive, which was somebody who wasn't going to complain and wasn't going to stand up and make a noise. And it was hard to even find somebody who had any authority to make any decisions. And it happened over just, you know, one or two days. It was extraordinary experience where I ended up feeling really disempowered. And the system and the way it worked had got to me. So that's what I mean when I say, where are the places in your life where you feel disempowered? What causes that to happen? And so the exercise today is to find those places. Find some situations where you feel really empowered, where you feel like you have granted yourself the mandate and the license to act and to act well and other places where you feel disempowered. Now, they may be certain relationships. It may be certain situations. Maybe as a citizen, you feel empowered or not empowered within the society. Maybe it's a relationship you have with a particular client or a supplier. Maybe it's your relationship with head office or your relationship with your direct boss. So I want you to think about what those moments are, what those situations are, and then see if you can work out what happens inside of you for that to occur. Yes, also, what were the external circumstances, but what are the internal circumstances? And is there a pattern of thinking that gets triggered where you lose your sense of power, where you don't feel empowered as an individual anymore? So look for those this week. Maybe write a few of them down, because next week, what I want to do in the next two weeks, actually, is to focus on some tools to start to reclaim that power as an individual, regardless of which organization you sit in or whether you even sit in an organization, regardless as to whether there is some empowerment program going on around you or somebody is claiming to be able to empower you. Just forget about all of that. We're going to focus on what does it take to you to reclaim that, because that's the place that I believe empowerment needs to start. So I look forward to seeing you in the next week and the episode afterwards where we'll explore this some more. I hope you go well with this exercise, and I hope you, like me today, have realized that perhaps we haven't been thinking about empowerment quite the right way, and that we need to start by looking inside of ourselves. So I'll see you next week. Thank you for being with me today.